0: What's up, basketball fans? This is Jason Amar, along with my boy Andy Cordell. And this is 808s and Fast Breaks, a bi basketball discussion that rarely ends up being about just basketball. This is episode 22 of 808s and Fast Breaks. My name is Jason Amar, here with my good friend Andy Cordell.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Good to be here with you, buddy, on this fine Tuesday evening. Uh, And we're going to discuss another couple legendary artists today as part of the the Playing It By Ear series. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing Justin Bieber and we are going to be uh <laughs> comparing him against the one and only Adele. So right. two two of the best selling pop stars of the last 10-ish years. Um and I think kind of a, a unique one for uh for me and Andy to do in this series because it's kind of the only uh couple artists that maybe we didn't have like this this like Super, you know, in-depth phase with um, maybe a little bit with Justin Bieber, but definitely not with Adele. So it was fun to kind of have that, you know, like headphones in sort of experience this last week with both of these artists. Uh, listen to them in the car a little bit and whatnot. But yeah, it should be a, a a pretty good show. Uh, is there any other stuff aside from just this this round? Uh, of musical battles that, that we need to discuss? Any basketball stuff or life stuff that you wanted to put out there, Andy?
1: No, I mean, not really. Uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, just shout out to the Blazers. You know, winning <laughs> Summer League, let's go. You know? The most
0: meaningless ring ever won.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Come on now. I, I saw, like, there was a clip of, um, I forgot who won... Summer League MVP. I forgot his name. Is this like Trevor? I don't Trended. know. Trendon. Is it Trendon? Um, Watford. But he yeah. was Yeah, and he was FaceTiming Dame, and it was just like, it was really awkward and weird. Like,
0: <laughs> Dude, I saw that clip. Dame's wife looked super hammered
1: dude she
0: was she was, she was like fast. passed down.
1: <laughs> respectfully respectfully you know what i mean She's respectfully. A good time, you know? oh like, i'm not yeah. judging yeah yeah like of course you know we just don't like catching, it. it's just so funny when you catch people lacking and they are ready dude. for it you know
0: <laughs> he's he's straight upside he's like oh i can't have you on here right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god but yeah that's all the basketball news
0: yeah, no. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a dry point of sports right now. We're kind of in the dog days of summer. Uh, I was listening to uh, our our boys over uh, over on Over the Hedge uh, their their latest episode, and, and Ian was going to talk about how we just kind of have to embrace embrace this a little bit. let enjoy baseball and what we have for now, and golf and whatnot. Like I've been watching the, a lot of golf the open championship was crazy. Rory McIlroy absolutely blew it last weekend in Scotland. And watched a little <clears> bit of baseball, dude. I just like I literally just watched the the All-Star game for the MLB and it was actually like super fun. The way they mic up players like as they're playing like and it's like they're part of the broadcast cuz the game's so slow, you know? So like a pitcher and catcher were mic'd up and they were like say he was saying what he was going to throw and the catcher was like, you want to do this again? You want to just, should we do this? And the batter's just standing there. It was crazy. <laughs> it's just, you know, like the mind, like getting into the mind of a professional athlete as they're competing in their sport <coughs> at the highest level is like really cool. Uh, yeah.
1: Baseball has like a lot of time for that. There's like yeah, a buildup. There's a weight, you know, there's so many mind games, I'm sure. That could be played yeah. out there, you know? It's a much probably a much more cerebral game. I'm sure all the baseball athletes say it's more of a mentality than it is, like,
0: yeah, the it sport is.
1: itself, you know?
0: Yeah, it's a super intellectual game, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, you like, mm-hmm. it's, like, I guess, like, the situational awareness and whatnot. Like, I don't know. I'm getting back into it, right? Right. But, oh, yeah, baseball, uh, their all-star break should end on Thursday, <clears throat> so... Well, we get, get to watching a few of those games and gearing up for, for the postseason that should start in October. So, yeah, a little bit of fun, fun sports exciting, stuff.
1: Exciting, exciting, dude.
0: I, I watched some of Wimbledon too. I'd like never watched tennis. This was a couple weeks back, like 4th of July.
1: Interesting,
0: but Wimbledon Interesting. was crazy, dude. Tennis is an insane sport,
1: yeah. It looks insane,
0: yeah. But uh, let's, <coughs> let's get to our our, uh, our main event here, our main conversation, that being Bieber and Adele. I think you said you wanted to, to start with Justin Bieber because that makes the most sense chronologically and I, I kind of agree. Um, I just want to kind of introduce Justin Bieber. Um, not that anyone needs an introduction to him. He is uh, very much the biggest pop star of our generation. He kind of you know, introduced him to the world as, as a teen idol with his My World EP, um, continued that success with songs like Baby, uh, and, and, uh, what is it like Somebody to Love and, and all these crazy songs. Like he has this like army of fans, um, that he's had for like a decade and, but now he's now he's all grown up, you know, he's, he's an adult. I think he's 25 or 26 actually got it in front of me here. Um, so, you know, he's a 26 year old dude. He's, he's settled down, he's married. So he's had, you know, quite the life in the spotlight. He's very much, uh, very much grown up in, in front of the world. And it's, it's, uh, led to a lot of interesting music in that time. He's, he's released six albums. um, and we don't need to talk about all of them one by one, but maybe let's just uh, kind of dive into to some eras or themes if you just want to start with, like, my world. And I, I kind of always ask you this, like, about each artist, I feel like, towards the middle, but, like, let's do it at the beginning. What was the first Justin Bieber song you heard? And let's just start there. Like, what was, what was your first impression of Justin uh, Bieber when you were in middle school?
1: Um, I was... I was supportive because I thought he actually had a good voice. I thought at the time when Bieber came out in, like, middle school, it's, like, controversial to like him. You know what I mean? You know, some people were like, why would you like JB? That's, like, I hate to say this because it's already- <laughs> Hey, like little, hey, I know I know what you're about <laughs> but, to say.
0: I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Let's just throw back right right now. It's twenty <laughs> <excuse laughs> not twenty nine. Right now it's two thousand nine. Let's just remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, these funny. are where our memories are from.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they clown you and be like, dude, listen, J V's gay, and it's like, nah, it's not gay, bro. Like he has a good voice. This is a young talent. Like, you know, and like that's the, that's the biggest thing is he like he blew up so organically, right through YouTube, and then. Usher finds him. And then from there, his world just, you know, kind of explodes a little bit. Um, But I think with my world, I think... God, I kind of forgot which song was my first song. I think it could have been like One Time. That's the first one I remember. One
0: Time. Or One Less Lonely Girl.
1: One Less Lonely Girl. And I remember in middle school, at the time, like, I feel like you relate to people closer to your age when you're younger, right? And, like, to listen to somebody, like, of our similar age, like, sing something, it's like, oh, it's like I can actually relate to that because, like, he's the same age as us, you know what I mean? Uh, but for the most part, like, I think this project and Believe <clears throat> can really be, like, its own little era of this project young handsome like singer coming out doing his thing making a name for himself and entering the music industry
0: i definitely agree with you there and it's super interesting like just kind of how it was definitely like frowned upon basically to to be a justin bieber fan were you someone who like kind of put on that front like of like No, I don't. No, I I hate Justin Bieber and all this stuff. Or, and then you went and listened to him, closeted, or you liked him for real?
1: No, I liked him and I told people I liked him. And I'm like, I kind of, you know, when I was younger, I got off on like being different a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, if I had genuinely enjoyed something and people clowned me for it, I'd be like, no, like, I own up to it. I listened to JB. I think. I think it's not someone I'd go around and tell people I'd listen to, but if they asked me, yeah I mean, not
0: your favorite artist or anything. not
1: right? my favorite artist, but like I was just like, man, like he seems like a good kid, honestly, you know what I mean single single parent home, like he really like made it like that's like a mama I made it story, you know what I mean? And just for that to happen in kind of like the r and b pop w- world, and he's like white. Oh, cool! Like we can have comparisons. Maybe he's the next Justin Timberlake. You know, like we would say shit like that. That's what I was gonna say. I I,
0: I, was, I, was, I want to hear your comparison to Timberlake because we <clears> just talked about him.
1: The 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 growth, I think.
0: Kind of like the come up.
1: Yeah. So the thing is, though, with Bieber and like this is where down the line as we evaluate, it's just so crazy how young he is. It's another like Mac Miller type story right coming up young, having so much defined work and he's not even 30 you know like we have we have a lot to evaluate I think moving past this entry point because I truly believe that like once this entry point hits these two albums believe in my world acoustic I think that's when Bieber has a similar correlation to Timberlake,
0: with like the projects
1: that come out.
0: I, I completely agree with you. When you start to see the different partnerships that he was able to leverage across the industry, right with Usher, um, mm-hmm. and and even beyond, like he worked a lot with like different rappers, like Lil Wayne, right um chance and a bunch of people later on and even latin artists who get to despacito right so there's there's a whole bunch of different phases. but just want to share i was a closeted justin bieber fan you know Uh, i had i had like you know not like because i wanted to be like him or anything but i had the swoop hairstyle you know that's just how my hair was
1: i had my hair face like jb oh my god i totally forgot about
0: that yeah you know we all did it was kind of like the hairstyle of our, our like Middle school yeah, age.
1: That's
0: so funny. Um, dude. So yeah, dude, I had that shit. I had that swoop, um, but I was like, oh no, nah, yeah, I don't like, I don't like Justin Bieber, nah. And I go home. I remember I had him on my iPod Nano, <laughs> 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 my iPod Touch and shit, and I would listen to all the albums, dude. I love, I love <laughs> Justin Bieber. Um, it was just like it's just nice. It's pleasant music, and like when you were like. He 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 was very, like, you know, made music for people his age. He was, like, 15 and, like, dealing with a silly heartbreak that you think is the biggest deal at the time. And, you know, I'll be, like, 14, 13, 14, and I'm like, oh, I have a crush on a girl, and she doesn't like me back. I feel it, man. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. like, silly shit like that. It's just teen pop, um, which I think we all had a phase with. You know, no matter what age you are, um, you had your version of it, right? I think a lot of, like, 80s pop. <laughs> It has some of that. Um, Then you have like the boy bands of the 90s and like even like Madonna and stuff, right? Earlier on. So it's like there's always been this like um, theme and music of this like teen, teen, like kind of boppity pop music. And I fuck with it, honestly. Like, I don't know. I'm not ashamed to say I like a little bubblegum pop every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, dude, My World, My World, My World 2.0. They're incredible albums. Like I'm not going to just from like a, a best-selling album standpoint, like they both went crazy platinum, launched him into this like stratosphere <clears throat> of popularity, but let's like let's talk more about Believe. I'm happy you lumped them together. Like when you right. when you look at Believe, like that's that's one album that really stuck out to me upon my listen because that the acoustic version of that album, although I know we're not like including that like, as part of this exercise, I think is some of his greatest work and i think that was really where you started to see him in like a more stripped down setting around this time and he proved right. that he doesn't need this like overproduced it's so funny dude when you listen to um music from 2009 and 10 they all it all sounds the same man every like every single beat is the exact same and you can like pinpoint it it has a sound <clears throat> it sounds like it's trying to replicate the 80s like so like distinctly to me, but then, but with a new like EDM flair to it, you know, everything needs to have a drop. <laughs> Cause that was the thing. Um, oh yeah.
1: That was such a huge thing back in the, yeah. Like songs would be four so. minutes,
0: four and a half minutes. And like, you know, just, just to have a minute long break, like, instrumental break and drop at the, like towards the middle or the end like, I don't know, kind of pointless, but it was funny. <laughs> uh, but right. for real, like believe acoustic, a lot of those songs, like on on the real version, you know, you have all around the world, you have boyfriend, um, but then you have songs like Die in Your Arms and Fall, right? Like some really beautiful ballads. Um, Beauty and the Beat's also on here and that song is just fucking fire when I could listen again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of good (laughs) Um, memories.
0: Yeah, it's just like fun, goofy memories of being young for for us, I think. But the acoustic versions are incredible, man. Like they, they really show off his vocal talent. Like, I think if you look back, like, a lot of people, like, boys hated Justin Bieber because he was cooler than them. And we all knew it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know? For sure. Like, he's a cool motherfucker. Um, and, and he kind of, he also just has a very silky voice. He's very instrumentally talented. He can play, you know, different instruments. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. That, some of my favorite songs were on the acoustic. Like, Yellow Raincoat, I think, is my favorite Justin Bieber song. That's probably like a more. Oh my God!
1: One. Yellow raincoat is so good.
0: It's just it's, it's like, perfect.
1: It's man. It's like how like like that song makes me feel like how like do you remember like uh, Bruno Mars and like his like debut project? Like all that happiness and everything's okay and it's kind of hard because you don't sort of feel. Do what like and it's hard because it's really a hard genre to do well to do well you know like you could be like a little soppy and like happy sounding but like you need to have like a certain talent i think jb can touch that and i i'm glad you pointed that song out because that is probably one of my favorite justin bieber songs as well yellow raincoat is an amazing song
0: Everyone should go listen to it if you haven't before, because it really is, I think, one of those songs that maybe not a lot of people have heard from Justin Bieber. <clears throat>
1: it's a great song.
0: Um, as far as, like, like just looking back at kind of, like, our rubric for this series, you know, we kind of dominance of an era, relevance of the projects, artistical growth, which I think we'll talk about more of the growth later on, but let's hit those first couple categories. Um Talk to me about like the dominance of the era, um, and then and then maybe I can kind of, or yeah, we hit either of those actually. What you know, dominance of the era or relevance of the projects today. When you look at like my the two My World uh, EPs, and believe,
1: and believe, um, I think, gosh, I think for influence, it was huge. I mean, it caught fire. There's no way that's not influenced, dude. Like all of them going platinum when he's fucking 16, dude. Like it. Like, you know, I'm in the hip hop space, dude. Like people like would dream of that in hip hop.
0: Song. I don't go platinum anymore like that.
1: No, like that shit don't happen. And he did that at 16. Of course, influential at all time high. Um, in terms of relevance, though, like goddamn, like I I love going back. I I did not really repeat.
0: No, anything. it's you're going back. I'm glad you said that. You you know you're very um to to put it simply, it does feel like you're going back in a time machine and you're visiting an era. And when you stop playing the music, <sighs> you come back to your current. You know, it's like you're back in real like current era. You know, it, it, yeah. it it's a it's t- it's a time capsule. A lot of this music, which is cool. It's just not something you're going to listen to and bump every day unless...
1: Yeah, unless you're a huge, you want to live in the like, past. believer. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of creepy, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely just a moment. It's a glimpse of just a time period because music was so much more, like... Kind of like cookie cutter, you know what I mean? Def- Same especially fucking Especially this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh... You know, music today is just so much more advanced. And obviously, as we talk about the rest of Bieber and how he's completely changed, redefined who he was over the next, you know, coming years.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's talk about that, huh? Yeah.
1: Let's, yeah, let's, really let's,
0: let's, let's kind of let's <laughs> talk about uh, the journals and purpose, and more so purpose. Um, oh. Let me set the stage a little bit because I kind of had um, some thoughts as I was listening to journals. Okay, okay. Um, and a quick question before you do. Like, where, if you were just going to, like, put, like, he has six albums. Would you put journals in the top half if you were ranking them <laughs> or the bottom half? Oh, jeez, jeez, putting me on the spot, dude. But I know I am. Because I, I, I have a thought for however you respond.
1: Okay.
0: Wow, I've never just the, you know Gosh. what does your gut say? Yeah, is it in the you know is what? it in the top yeah, or bottom yeah. half? Yeah,
1: it's on the
0: it's on the, it's on the top. It's on the top It's on the top half? Okay. Yes. I I would I think I would agree. I think it would probably be the third one. Um if I just off the top of my head. But journals if I was gonna rank in terms of in, like To Justin, if Justin Bieber was gonna rank them, I think he would rank that album number one in terms of influence on himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just not like personally, musically. Um,
1: Musically.
0: Musically. Because that is the first album where you have the proper rap feature that he starts to have on a lot of the stuff going forward and that is the one where he has a lot more electronic and, like, synth-heavy layers to the production, Um, a lot more, like, sex-focused themes as opposed to this bubblegum pop, you know? I think overall, that project, the themes just get a lot more heavy, right? Um, That's the one where he kind of flips. Not Like, I'm not this, you know, young little pop star you know like i'm i'm an artist like and and i don't know i i don't know if that's how you take it but i think it's a proper that's kind of like a proper lead into purpose because that is truly his best work from you know from a commercial standpoint and i think i i think from from an artistical standpoint as well um that's up for debate obviously but what do you think Mm -hmm. kind of about that journals leading into purpose take
1: I feel that journals is the equivalent of. It's basically the equivalent of justified for Timberlake. Like, I kind of see those, like, breakouts.
0: Yeah. Right. I agree because the first part is, like, his instant career.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you kind of hit purpose, which I don't know. I'm going to. I'm looking through just how absolutely amazing purposes dude Uh, it
0: it, honestly dude that when i listened (laughs) back through it i was on a I was on like an early drive out to play golf (laughs) and it was an incredible listen (laughs) like it it was like you know six in the morning driving out with the windows down through the back roads incredible listen man
1: and then Uh, here's what i think is like really interesting here so journals was like hey, I'm exploring, here's like a different side of me, right? He goes to Purpose, which at the time, if you guys remember correctly, like this was towards the end of like dubstep waves and more into like EDM and like House kind of influences. It was in music. A,
0: a, Here, let's say it like this. It was the death of Skrillex and the rise of Flume.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: You know, that's how I remember it from, like, an artist's perspective. Flume just started popping, and that, like, dubstep sound kind of died. Right. You know, actual EDM EDM heads will, like, argue me on that, but I don't know EDM like that, and that's how I perceived it.
1: I'm in a pretty similar boat. That's kind of how I felt. But I think what was interesting is JB could have kept going after Journals. For more of his kind of like sexier R and B tones, but no, he goes and he he hops on the movement. This is where I really respect JT because he made it JB. sound great. I'm, oh yeah, sorry, JB. And he made it sound really, really good. They used his voice like as another instrument. I think that's was the always most always your favorite thing. About thing. Oh, a, dude, he's, like, a, he's
0: a Kanye stan he loves when, when yeah. people manipulate a voice
1: oh dude it's amazing <laughs> but that also also manipulating the fact that there was silence from JB he's not singing the whole time there's drops of just pure instrumental that's where it's just kind of like wow his voice can really be retooled to do anything and uh, it was widely successful right this was, wasn't Purpose's best album
0: I think it's his best-selling. And the vibes are just immaculate, honestly, even though it's like a lot of it is like (sighs) a breakup. Like it's kind of like on-again, off-again relationship shit. I think this is like most, it's got to be like mostly about Selena Gomez, you know, if I remember correctly. Oh my God, at the time, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a throwback, (laughs) right? So funny. Um, But no, it's it, it really is like, if you just like you run through, I think the first five songs, this is like his future sex love sounds. The first five songs, I think three of them, I'll show you what do you, or no, sorry. Um, what do you mean? Sorry. And love yourself were all number ones at one point, you know, and all five of those songs are just incredible. Um, and then he, he, he continues it. He's got a couple of great features, right? The, I don't like Halsey, but her feature is actually really good on the feeling. Um, And then he closes it off. He's got a couple ballads at the end. It's just kind of, it's like a proper pop album, you know?
1: Dude, dude, I really, really was so surprised listening to Purpose again.
0: The the, the actual track Purpose?
1: Yeah, the actual track.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's so heartfelt. I
1: was like, yeah, dude, I was like, wow, dude, he's so young and doing this. People fucking forget. Like dude, like I don't care if y'all think it's like corny and stuff, like years down the road, as we look through his career wherever whenever he retires or wherever he goes, that's shit that you can show people forever, you know what I mean, like that's like that's iconic,
0: no, We're just I, I, not there I completely yet. agree, I completely you agree,
1: know? yeah
0: they're they're and Ch- children children is like that for me too i, th- I think children's just mm-hmm. like you know it's a little more upbeat but it's just a very it's a very nice the nice uh lovey song right
1: well i mean i don't have too much more to say on that note like i mean that's i kind yeah, of I mean, those together as well
0: yeah let's uh and then we can kind of group together i think the last of albums else. here that's what
1: yeah. i'm we're on the same page
0: dude. yeah because you have yeah. uh you have Changes and then you have Justice, right, would be uh, the, the final album that we've we've gotten from him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm going to be honest, dude, Justice only got one playthrough from me. Uh, Changes, I actually, is is like a really, really good album. Um, if I were going to rank Justin Bieber albums, I'm going to do this on the spot right now. Okay. Number one, Purpose. Uh, number two, My World. Number three, journals. Number four, changes. Number five, my world two point zero, and last would be justice. Oh, sorry, not okay. my world two point zero. Believe the believe. That's believe. So, you know my world, my world two point zero. One believe is be fifth, and then justice will be sixth. But
1: okay,
0: but it's and I the only reason I I do that kind of on the spot is. Justice is very, like, I don't know. It didn't do anything for me, you know? I don't know if that's because of the recency and I really didn't have a connection to listening to it last year when it came out. Um, Changes more so I did. Like, I can remember listening to some of that during the pandemic, like, when it started. Intentions is, like, a song that me and Alexa jammed to a bunch. Um, And there's a couple other ballads on there, kind of, like, on purpose towards the end. Um, That's What Love Is is a beautiful beautiful song like mm. similar to purpose like i i would implore everyone to to listen to that's what love is It's just is a few, beautifully written song whoever wrote it i don't know if it was bieber or not but yeah
1: um going off of what you said i right now i cannot think of my rankings at the moment so i'm not going to put a spot on list but what i will say is justice was as commercial justin bieber as you're gonna get um you know what i'm it saying it felt like
0: a record label album
1: oh yeah dude like because there are some really good songs on here though dude like i remember the first time i heard peaches and i was like daniel caesar and Giveon together but With now JP? you hear it and
0: you're so annoyed
1: yeah and it's like damn they killed that song so fast which really sucked it was that song had so much potential and, um, I really liked that he seemed to have been working with so many people that just makes me feel good about JB's casting and where he's going to go now, because I think people were maybe slightly questioning where his like relevance in music really was after the purpose height for a while. And I, I think JB just really stayed low key and just worked with a lot of people and just kept to himself.
0: He had, um he had like, a long break, kind of, like, personal hiatus from music, too, just kind of, uh, he mentioned, like, working on being a better um, husband and, like, daddy rededicating himself to his faith. That was, like, another reason for the long hiatus between the actual albums.
1: Right. And I think that's good because, like, he was so young at the time. Um, now I think Changes was him kind of, like, reimagining journals a little bit like pushing like a more rb-ish kind of sound forward and i think justice was there to show that he can still do mainstream pop and so i'm really looking forward to his next album because i feel the same way justice doesn't hit me that hard really and i didn't go through it doesn't do a
0: thing for me honestly dude because
1: it's very it's um it's very redundant. You know, the The productions, a lot of it's similar. The way they use the features are really kind of, you know, lame. I don't know. But Peaches was like my highlight of that album, really.
0: No, then, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd agree.
1: Yeah. And then for Changes, dude, I just think come around me, take it out on me. You know I mean like i I just thought this was a pretty solid project. I gave changes like three listen throughs, and this was just like pretty solid projects coming back after a while. you know
0: I agree it's really solid um it's just it's just different, it's a little more stripped down you know mm-hmm. Coming, mm-hmm. Coming it's, from it's pretty earlier simple
1: stuff. it's yeah. pretty simple stuff, you know, and definitely. i I like that I like that about it though
0: so. definitely me too it, there's nothing yeah. wrong with simple sometimes if uh, if you mm-hmm. mix it up with other stuff um. But just a few, I want to mention a few things. Now we've kind of covered the music just to kind of hit a few points. I'm on his Wikipedia page. so I just wanted to, to, to read a couple things on and his impact and um, just kind of like the generational fame that he really does have. Um, so as of 2022 this year, um, Justin Bieber is the second most followed user on Twitter. The most followed musician on the platform has over 114 million followers. His YouTube channel is currently the most viewed YouTube channel for an individual on the platform, um, having attracted over 27 billion, with a B, views, uh, with over 68 million subscribers. He remains the most subscribed solo artist on YouTube, uh, held the overall record for six years. Um, Jesus. Music video for Bieber's song Baby is among the most liked videos on YouTube, having received over 21 million likes since its upload um, 12 years ago. And yeah, like he's, like we talked about it earlier, you know, he's, he's one of the most famous people on the planet Yeah, and he has been for the last decade. So I don't think, I know this is mostly a music thing, but we are talking about kind of like their relevance, their dominance, um, and a little bit of like kind of their, that part of that is their celebrity, you know, and their notoriety. So I don't think that can be discounted when we when we start comparing to Adele um, but if there's unless if unless there's anything else you want to say I'm kind of ready to to turn the page and and start talking about Adele's career
1: um right with you let's perfect. move on to Adele
0: perfect Let me get my tab switched over here Adele atkins. Oh.
1: Uh, why don't you just introduce her? Let me just yeah. Do you want me? me could you her. want me to re- read yeah. a little
0: bit of the the Wikipedia? And just kind of you want to just listen? Yes. Um. So you know, Adele is is obviously a, a British singer and songwriter. Um, mm, let them she, know. She's. <laughs> she, did she did you know she actually has her her uh, like the MBE, whatever they call it. Like I don't know if that's like knighted when you're knighted, but like. She her she's has the MBE that people get in England, whatever. Maybe that's I'll ask so Queens cool. what that actually means later. That's um,
1: cool.
0: Yeah, right. But uh anyways, let's let's see here. Um She is 34 years old now. She's released four albums that we're going to talk about, all coinciding their titles with her age at the time of creating them and writing them. Starting with 19, we have 21, we have 25, and we have 30. Um, all of which, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaking this, I've went number one. Um, And 21 and 25 are the two best-selling albums of all of the 2010s. Um, She has sales of over (sighs) 120 million records. She has over 15, she has 15 Grammy Awards and 12 Brit Awards. Um, In three separate years, Billboard has named her the Artist of the Year. Uh, in multiple years, she's been named the songwriter of the year by British Academy of Songwriters. Um, yeah, it's insane.
1: Jesus, it's actually insane. It, it is
0: actually insane the amount of accolades and kind of critical acclaim that Adele has had over the course of her career.
1: That's uh, my mama right there, bro. <laughs> that's that's the one, dude.
0: Wow. um Wow. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's from there. Fuck it, man. Let's, let's dive into the music. Let's, and let's, uh, what do you think? What do you think about lumping 19 and 21 together and 25 and 30 together? Or do you want to just kind of attack them as we see fit?
1: Well, okay. So this is like, this is something I guess I can present to you because like, I listened to Adele, um, just as much as I did Bieber, but because there was less material, I cycled through more. And like, There's obviously underlying themes of, okay, bad relationships, bad choices, right? Coping with choices, things like that, like in her relationship. But it's all across the board because all of these are just like problems within her life momentarily. And if you want to categorize it, I think 30 is in itself a different project
0: that's fair no i think that's completely fair the only reason i I was gonna lump it as such is because Uh, i think i think 19 and 21 explore similar themes of heartbreak um like i'll be saying of, of of dealing with your decision making of dealing with who you are perceiving yourself to be and become um and all those different things but then 25 and 30 i think kind of have more singular themes in and of themselves, but they are a a departure from, I think, the kind of caricature that Adele is painted as, as breakup music, kind of like Taylor Swift. So that's the only reason I was thinking to lump them in that way. I
1: I definitely see where you're coming from now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Just looking at the track listing,
0: but, oh but let's, let's talk about 19. What were a couple standout tracks to you from 19? Because I think we're going to spend a lot of time on 21, and I think we're going to spend a lot of time on 30. So I, just kinda, I don't want to breeze through this, but I want to give it its, its due respect. Right. But what were just kind of a couple right. standout tracks to you from 19 um, or standout moments, instrumental, voice, to just you know, anything that, that really stood out to you that, that you want to talk about uh, um, from that first, first debut album? In 2008, Iron- mind you, it's kind of crazy how long ago dude, this came out.
1: Ironically, I didn't know she sang "Chasing Pavement."
0: Dude, no way! Yeah, an incredible, so I, incredible song. Dude. I
1: shit my pants. I shit my <laughs> pants. I was like, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait one second. Like, "Chasing Pavements" is like late, late 2000s, early 2010s. It's a hot summer day that pops on the radio and you're screaming that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good song. It's been there. It's culturally defining. I didn't know the relevance. So I guess that made me grow to appreciate that work there because I was like, wow, this is her debut project. And she got such a huge hit. I really like um, My Same. I think the production's quality right there. You know, she says, like, that's where she's, like, kind of, like, questioning where her relationship is a little bit, talking about how they've been together for a year. And it's just kind of vulnerable. I like that song a lot. And, I mean, yeah, that's about it for me.
0: I have to give a shout-out to um, Make You Feel My Love off that album. Mm -hmm. Because it has this, like... Dude, just like, because Adele starts doing this a lot more as her career progresses, but she does this like, kind of like, it almost like she's singing with like a snarl. You know what I mean? It's not raspiness, but it's like singing like this, like in her throat a little bit. Yeah, it's the it's a total southern thing, you know, kind of bluesy thing, and she does it all throughout that song, and it, I fucking love it, man. Oh my god. Adele is so talented. I think you hit the nail on the head like when you were listening to it, just in like the way you, you felt when you were like, oh my God, she sings Chasing Pavements. Oh, I, love, I, I just want to scream that song. Like she yeah. she like awakens something inside of you. And it's like, it, it's very human, you know, because if you like look, I don't know, I don't know much about my history, right? So I'm kind of pulling this out of my ass, but I, I do know some of it's true. Like if you look back in history, right? Music has been, like a focal point of our kind of like community gatherings and art all throughout just human history, and it's, I think like a reason for that right is like obviously like creative people are going to do what they want to do with the tools that they have in front of them, but also like people with just raw talent. Like, I think maybe a good comparison for this like there's a reason why when you're just walking downtown or something like that and a street performer, like, grabs your attention, like, you literally whip your head around, you hear someone playing drums on the buckets or something, or, like, actually singing, grabs you, and you want to watch. There's a lot of that quality to Adele for me, where it's, like, I'm actually so, like, just in the moment, even just with headphones on, like, awestruck by her talent as a human being that I feel compelled to, like, listen to and appreciate it, you know? And it's, like, right. obviously that's, like, on another scale, right, than just, like, a, you know, a street performer or something like that, right? But it's, like, in my mind, like, a very similar emotion or, like, part of my brain that gets pleasure from that, you know? Um, right. And, and listening to Adele and that guy kind of transition into 21 now, right? Like, that's that's these, you know, one of the best-selling albums of the last, I think even you could even say two decades, I don't know for sure. Um, It's on. It's on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. For fuck's sake, Um, but I'm just looking at it now. It's insane, dude. It's insane to look at that track. Like starting with "Rolling in the Deep." Rumor has it. Like you can go all the way through. Rumor has it. Turning tables. Don't you remember? Don't you remember? I forgot about. I forgot about. Don't you remember? Set fire to the rain. He won't go. Take it all, dude, like every single one of these songs, and there's only twelve songs on the album are just like these like little movies almost into her emotion and her her mind dude it's and like so expertly written and woven like i it's i don't know i i don't when the, a lot of this t- stuff I was just saying alexa, like when a lot of her music came out, I was like fifteen years old, sixteen years old, and I like know. I just was like learning about rap and all this shit for the first time and had no way to appreciate this. But now that I can go back and listen to it, I've had more life experience too. Like I've fallen in love and like out of love with people and, you know, now I'm in love, right? So it's like, there's, it's like so much more appreciation for the actual content. So it's just, it's it's nice. It's It was very, very fun to go back and listen to. And I think I'll find myself listening to more Adele.
1: Oh, for sure. Adele is no, not leaving my phone anytime soon. Um, you know what's crazy too about Adele is like when she projects and talks about her issues with her relationships and how she falls in love and how she's like holding herself to a standard that she can't sometimes maintain. Like she, a lot of times it's like like fits of like rage and then like discomfort you know, these themes of, like, not really having answers in front of you, so you're just kind of venting. That's the thing about Adele. Yeah, like, when I listen to Adele, I'm, I feel like I'm listening to a therapeutic session. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, Adele doesn't make this about, like, being, like, being a woman in this scenario. She's like I'm a human, I'm a person. These are like what I feel. This is like how I feel. And like you've said the songwriting's so articulate and beautiful. It's just it's just so hard because I don't know. Can you think of anybody on top of your head that like does that as well as Adele? Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean like, like just
0: in the, way that, in the way that we talked about him last week, who he won't compromise an inch on his artistic right. belief, like I feel the same way about, about Adele. Adele, and I was reading yeah. a lot about the, like, the creation of we can kind of transition this into some of the music for 25 and 30, because um, mm-hmm. a lot of this information is about 25. Um, I think there was four years in between that album's release uh, and, and 21 prior to it and she struggled with like a lot of writer's block and she wrote a couple albums. Like there's multiple versions of 25 that are completely different themes that was completely scrapped because they didn't feel, she didn't feel they were true to her. Um, She felt, and let me actually, I think a lot of it was her belief. And then I think some of it was like around um, some of the stuff that Rick Rubin um, taught her or, or, or talked to her about, and that might might be confusing some of thirty now, but it's just like a lot of influence from a lot of really really cool people in the music industry, like Ryan Tedder, someone she writes with a lot, um, and then a few other people, obviously from England. Dude, Ryan
1: Tedder makes hits.
0: He did. He, he's so people talented. do not
1: do not forget. Do not forget anyone that's in here that's actually into music. You enjoy music. Just respect Ryan Tedder. Yeah. Hi. I <laughs> got that call. Yeah. That's funny. Sorry. I got so uh, passionate about Ryan Tedder. He's just like, nobody knows him, but he's like touched so many records and he's, he's dude, a he, was he, in, he
0: was in fucking one Republic dude. Like, oh, yeah. legendary.
1: So cool. I have
0: that right. Right. It is one Republic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, but, but no, she, she, uh, actually, no, I found the Rick Rubin quote here. Cause I wanted to read this on the podcast. Um, this is in, in 2013, trying to write 25, right? Which I think inevitably came out in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, late 2015. Um, and Ryan yeah. Tedder actually co wrote Remedy on 25, if you didn't know. So, I mean, think that, that song was, was very, very nice. Um, wow. But uh, at this point, Adele was excited. So I'll just read this little snippet. Adele was excited about the song, believed she was finally creating music that she liked and felt confident about. After recording the song, this is about Remedy, the song in reference. Uh, Along with others, she flew producer Rick Rubin to the studio, who was displeased with the songs that she had written, and encouraged Adele to go back to the drawing board. Rubin described the songs as having no depth and stated to Adele. And remember the last line of this quote. Adele was anxious to be finished with the new album and move forward with life. I stress the most important thing was to be true to her voice, even if that took longer and was more work. And the new material I heard, it was clear she wasn't the primary writer. Many of the songs sounded like they may be on a different pop artist album. And this is the last line I was talking about. It's not just her voice singing any song that makes it special. And that line like really stood out to me because you can hear, I think very similar to the way we talked about Frank Ocean last week, you hear so much emotion in the music that Adele creates and it varies so much. Like when we look at 35, um, just, um, making like she, I think she described that it's not, that one wasn't a breakup album it was a makeup album. Like I kind of remember that a while back. Um, and it has like, hello on there and a, and a few other ones, right. That like, I think, uh, what is it? I want to pull it up.
1: It says hello, um, send my Hello love. and send my
0: love are the first two songs. Yeah. Right. And those are like, so much about being comfortable with who you are right and self-growth and different things like that. And we talk about like artistic growth as one of our kind of categories of the rubric here. Like, I don't know, dude, it's something to uh, admire. I think with Adele, because you look at all she went through, right? Having a child dealing with a lot of like postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, dealing with a divorce later on when, when 30 came out, right? Then this is, like, all kind of intertwined here. And like, right. Dealing with fame, un, unimaginable fame, right? And she still lives in, her like, a small town in England, travels all around, right? It's just, like, I think she stayed very true to the organic problems that normal people would have that she had in her life and was able to wrap them up in a bow, right, And and talk about them uniquely on songs. It wasn't, like she expanded into rich people problems or all this stuff, you know, um, which I think was really cool because I'm sure she has them, but that's not what she cares to explore you know, in her, in her heart.
1: Right. And Adele, she's like, I just, I feel for her because she, she doesn't try to sugarcoat anything. Right. Like, you know, it's like, uh, She's putting herself out there. I think that's the one thing that I can say is undeniable is like Adele puts herself out there and she says, whether you like it or not, like this is how I want it to be done. And this is like what I truly feel. That Rick Rubin quote is crazy. It articulates perfectly why Adele sounds so good. It's because, yes, there's weight to her words because they're true to herself. Um, and she's like a once in a lifetime, like performer too. And so Absolutely. she kind of, she, she fits this perfect, like, oh, like stereotypical, like celebrity fame, woman, rich accolades. You'd think she's perfect, but in all reality, she's just like everyone else, dude. She's like, you know, like just struggling with life. Life fucking sucks sometimes, you know? And she's she's gone and really taken the time to let herself like stay patient, like finding like patience and staying within herself for a while, not running back for love. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times in the previous albums before 25, she would talk a lot about how she would basically fall in love again or like start start rekindling yeah, stuff.
0: Dude, and there was even a story that I saw on Wikipedia about her about how she declined doing... This is after 19, before even 21, right? How she declined doing a North America tour because she got back with a boyfriend who a lot of 19 and 21 is about. See? You know? So, it's like, you know, and, like, that's such an... Like, I don't know. That's such a human thing to me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and granted, that's, like, maybe dramatized. I saw it on Wikipedia, for fuck's sake. But it's... Like, I don't know. Um, people fuck right. up. People fuck up and make choices for love instead of their career all the time. You know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. Sorry to interrupt right. you.
1: Though. No, 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 dude. And like past twenty-five, I mean, you go down water under the bridge, Riverly. You know how those. When two, we were
0: young is very nice too.
1: When we were young, yeah. All I ask. I think I think she started the album really, really strong, but towards the end, um I guess that's where it's like I don't have anything really to say about the ending of twenty five. I liked all the music Same. ballads, but I don't have anything to say. Like it was just good Adele music.
0: That exactly was I, a- I was gonna I was gonna yeah. pitch we moved to thirty.
1: Dude, that's what I was just gonna say. If we move to thirty, though, oh my goodness!
0: Can, can I can I share a couple um, insights I learned about thirty before we jump into to our takes Ooh. on some of the tracks and our favorites?
1: Ooh, go right ahead.
0: Um, so I'm sure you noticed as you listened, but this this album um, was largely an outlet for her um, post her divorce. And, right.
1: Okay. I know that.
0: You know, where I'm just—I don't want to just read Wikipedia because I have my own thoughts about it, right? Right. But it's just—it's one that centers around like divorce and like motherhood. I think is another really like f- central theme. Um, you hear snippets of her son Angelo throughout the album, and you, you almost hear her singing to him at points even if it, he's not on that specific track. And I think when you look at it through that lens, knowing she just went through um, a divorce that seemed to be, you know, pretty intense for whatever reason, you know, it's a personal business to her um, and, you know, struggle to deal with it. But I think also like, you know, I'm not a child of divorce. You know, my parents love each other dearly to this day, right? Like it's a, this year they've been married for 30 years. So this is just like not part of my life. But I can only imagine the the kind of toll that would take on it like a young kid right and just like toll that would take on you as a parent having to try and make that normal um and i think she does a very good job of making what is probably a very not probably what is a very abstract feeling um she really made me feel it you know uh, throughout this album so like kind of like without with that with that kind of those themes in mind like what stood out to you um on this one
1: uh yeah I, I it's think it's a her lot about, I think it's her
0: best work by the way
1: yeah yeah my favorite album um I could listen to this album all day uh she's oh gosh it's like I feel like Adele is just painting a, a picture for her child like a motion picture, like with your imagination, right? Of, hey, I am your mother, but I'm also like a flawed human being. And here are where I go on my tangents. Here's probably moments, chaotic moments on the album, like cry your heart out, you know, where like that's probably what a kid saw, like in the divorce possibly, you know what I mean? Like just, just problems, and she goes and kind of just projects that throughout the album. And "My Little Love" is probably my favorite song dude, I, that Adele. I was ever hoping made.
0: you wouldn't forget to bring that song up. I wanted, like, I want to talk about that song a little bit. Yeah,
1: bro, like the production is absolutely insane. Like, dude, I want to sample it so bad.
0: I, I was I wanna, gonna like, say, I comments. know, I was gonna say, you are like due to make a couple Adele samples because,
1: yeah, the, dude. And just like
0: the way she uses the snippets of her talking to her son Angelo and also like um, another snippet of this, like the reason she included those a little more context for them is she was in therapy um, and her therapist uh, after, you know, post-divorce and she, her therapist implored her to have recorded conversations with her son and they could bring them back and she could look at them and, kind of, like, evaluate how she was doing as a mom, you know, in this, like, tumultuous situation.
1: No fucking So that's,
0: way. that's what those recordings are that you hear on this song. So, like, when she's talking about, like, when she says to him, like, tell me you love me, you know, and he's like, oh, I love you a million percent in his cute little British accent. Dude, like, I wanted to tear up, dude. It's just, it is so heartfelt. And, like, again, it's just, like, It's a feeling that is like it's still abstract to me because I don't have children, right? But it's like I can only imagine like the love you feel for your kids, regardless of what happens, you know?
1: Right, right. Yeah, we're definitely the way that that like
0: that message is is like so beautifully put forward. Is it's it's one of a kind.
1: I like also the adult theme too. Of I forgot which song it's on on Thirty, but. There, it was another recorded conversation. It might have been on My Little Love, but I don't think so. Is it, it I Drink like,
0: Wine? I think I Drink Wine has one.
1: Well, well, she basically said that, yes, I love your dad because you're half me, half daddy. And I think that's like a really, really, really hard thing to do through divorce.
0: Yeah, Because, wow. you
1: know, the divorce rates are so high in our country you know and it it can get dirty and it's it's dirty business it sucks that we have to get the government involved and we have to like make sure that our kids like spend time like i grew up in a divorced household but i was so young that i had already adjusted to that like i didn't know any better because i don't remember before but for people that have to go through divorce as their life is settled and you start to have these core memories right like I think Adele made it perfect because I think this is something she's going to play him when he's older.
0: Like that, you know, that, what that's I what mean? she wanted it to that's what she wanted it to be.
1: Exactly. And what better what better projects could you ask for? I mean, it makes your mom look human, you understand her, you you understand that she's human, yeah, and that she goes through her problems like maybe she has a bit of a drinking problem sometimes. And like, but she's getting through it. She's still trying to be your mother, you know. Yeah. Like, what? That's that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, ever. Like, you know.
0: Uh, absolutely, it's beautifully human, right? Mm-hmm. And then also just to kind of explore it separately, you know, from just the, the lyrical themes and like the kind of <laughs> motifs throughout this uh, throughout this album. A lot of like the production, I think, is the coolest of any of Adele's albums. You get a lot more like. Truly, like jazzy and like electric blues. Yeah, blues, I I dude. I get like a lot more like electric pop sort of feel to some of the stuff too. Um, so it's just fun, dude. Like it's it's a lot more fun. Like the actual um, backing tracks that she's singing with. Even still, like live. A lot of it is all still live instruments, right? But it's not just guitars and pianos and bass like she has on a lot of the other albums
1: i know that's what blew my mind about my little love dude it was like i was like is adele about to drop like a crazy sexy r&b track but then it's like no 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 this is actually probably like in my opinion i think my little love is the most heartfelt moment on the album for me like it it, It literally sounds like a j cole beat
0: it literally sounds like a j cole beat tell me i'm wrong
1: i that's why i want to add drums onto it bro like, could you imagine J. Cole on a beat like that? I'd not, I don't that have shit. to
0: imagine. That That literally is for your eyes only.
1: <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, damn. But it's, it's crazy that... <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, we were joking around about Adele earlier in the week, talking about just, hey, isn't it just funny how, like, she's dating Rich Paul right now, you know, just having a grand old time, living life, you know? And I, I think it's so funny that, like, she she be out there having a grand old time, but her projects are cemented in history. You know what I mean? There's no rush for anything anymore. There's nothing to prove. If you listen to the four albums Adele has dropped, like, you can't tell me there's a bad album there.
0: Oh, she, she's already a legend
1: yeah like it's cemented like it's there's no competition now it's it, it was uh it's it's comfortable circle because i don't know when her next album is going to be because her her years are a little weird sometimes you know with life hey, I mean, so i
0: it's, a hey, it's on her own pace she's just lit she lives exactly. and lets it happen right which i think is exactly. really cool too
1: can you imagine um, if she makes an album about? Uh, about Rich Paul. to her son about Rich Paul marrying Rich Paul. All
0: right. All right. Let's. Uh, I have a question for you though. We got to do because we got to stay true to our rubric here. Bumps. Bump yes. scale. Adele. Justin Bieber. Let's do Adele first. Uh, one to five. where is she ranking on the bump scale for you?
1: Dude, she's like a two point four for me, dude.
0: Okay. I think that is fucking criminal. Uh, I think you got to go at least three five because songs Three, like five. rolling rolling in the deep rumor has it um, like a lot okay, of that shit actually like slaps a, to, a lot of some and hello and easy on me like some of those songs actually slap and like will get people up and dancing a lot of, especially on 21 so i went a little higher okay i
1: i will go a little higher i will go 3.1 i'm not a 3.5 okay
0: hey that's fair i, I just I, I can't stand for i can't stand for a 2
1: Okay, and here's my justification for this is once I listen to it once, it's gone.
0: Even twenty-one, songs. dude. Dude, you hear, if someone actually played like rolling in the deep at a party, you'd be like, mm,
1: Oh, no no no. Mm, but like once I listen humming, to it, you'd be humming, you'd be going like, hard, dude. I yeah, of course, but I can't keep listening to it. My bump scale is like how often can I bump this shit?
0: Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. That's fair. and
1: that's where it's like it's lower for me because it's like a really high high and then I'm just kind of like, wow, that was like a beautiful moment in time. And then we move on. That's Because I mean, yeah, I think even if yeah. even
0: if I go three five, she's my lowest scale so far or lowest score so far. So I'm I'm chill with that. Yeah. I'm cool with three one. Um, I'm going I'm going four four point oh five for Justin Bieber. Because um, I think I think he has to be at least a four. But I don't want to be like crazy. And I think I had J. Cole a little lower. I had Frank a little. I had J, JT a 4.2. So, you know, I think JT has got to be higher than Bieber. So, my only, that's my opinion, right? Where, well, what do you think about Bieber?
1: I think Bieber for me, I think is right on the cusp of a four. That's fair. I'm at like a 3.9, like seven. I'll take it. Like he's a so three point, close. A 3.98. Yeah. 3.98 uh, okay yeah we're, we're gonna go there uh, <laughs> we gotta keep track of where we keep the numbers cause they should be more ridiculous no we don't <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, uh, I mean, JB gets a dud for me here and there
0: that's fair now you know we're a little over an hour in I think it's 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 come time to decision time yeah. You know, I'll let you kind of do, you, you're going to go first here. Give right. me your whole spiel, like incorporating some of our rubric, right? Dominance of an era, project relevance, the bumpability, all that stuff, the artistical growth. Who, who wins here for you and why?
1: Make um, your case. I think, I think Adele does here for me. I think Adele dominated an era without, having to like drop every year she's encaptured like a culture and whenever they drop she's respected and she's listened to and it's taken seriously uh i think the level of production and time and songwriting that she puts into herself and how true she is to her because i don't think anybody could replace adele uh, I'm not saying anybody could replace Justin Bieber, but I think you can get somebody with autotune to sing some of Bieber's throwaway songs. You know, I don't think there's a throwaway song for Adele. I don't think there's a wasted moment in any project. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. I, I sided with Adele here.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. I completely agree right. with you. When I, when I first started listening to Justin Bieber, I thought he was going to win because I was enjoying the nostalgia so much. And then I put it all on with headphones and I was blown away. Yeah,
1: with headphones. That's um, key. That's key. Yeah. Be immersed, guys.
0: And just like when you, when we, the, the kind of growth that we talked about and the themes and yep. some of the, you know, the production value, or I, should, I shouldn't say value, I should say variance in production that we see now on in the, in the latest projects is really cool. So yeah, know I think. I, I don't want to add anything more. I think you, you, you can talk about some of the dominance and encapsulating pop culture. You you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. And, you know, things could obviously change. Who knows? I mean, these artists, you know... I, I would argue that Adele's in her fucking prime right now. You know what I mean? She's, like, absolutely dominant, right? Like, just to give context, like, I remember... Uh, I think Beyonce won an award and she told on the microphone that she thought Adele should have won it. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot what album it was for, but that's just to show like the amount of respect that she has in the industry for her art too. And um, both artists have taken periods of breaks in their career Right? Breaks. I mean, they're probably working. They just don't drop for a while. Or like JB, for example, working on himself. But I feel like every time I listen to a project and see the time passed, I kind of see like someone like growing up and living a life that I think is very real for many people. It's more relatable to the majority of the people than JB is. Completely agree. It's more. Yeah, it's, it's more human than anything, and I think that's why she's also going to top JB on my list.
0: Couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself, my friend.
1: You're, and with that,
0: you're, we'll, we'll wrap up our, our third episode in the Playing It By Ear series. That is Adele taking it over Justin Bieber. And in week four next week, um, this episode should be out on all podcast platforms Wednesday. Uh, Hopefully we're getting it out then uh, as you're listening to it. Um, The 20th and the next Tuesday, uh, towards the end of July here, we'll be doing Drake versus Kendrick Lamar. Um, So two powerhouses coming up. A lot of music to listen to over the next week. A lot. And
1: finally, you're going to listen to the new Drake album. And you're going to fucking like it. <laughs> I know you're gonna like it. It's corny as shit, but it is fucking good. Ugh, you know what? We'll just leave it. We'll leave it for next week. I'm just.
0: Yep. All right. I, I'm excited, dude. I'm I'm coming at everything. The re listen. The whole th- in the spirit of this project, I am coming to all of the music that we're listening to with an open mind. You know. Right. So right. we'll 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 fucking see what it. happens, man. But I'm I'm excited. This that'll be the halfway point in the series as well. Um, oh yeah so we're doing pretty good here we'll, we'll finish it up this round towards the end of August and I think we only need a couple episodes to do you know kind of the semifinals and finals matchups because we've already listened to all the music so.
1: exactly just kind of sit down and listen to the best of the best you know
0: exactly exactly so it's been fun man um let's uh let's sign off here and, and not, not make it any longer than it needs to be we're already at an hour ten um Jeez. <laughs> Time flies and you're having fun. Yeah, but, exactly. But yeah, man, uh, I will. Uh, I will see you next week for, for Drake versus Kendrick. Cheers. That's have good. a good one. All right, peace.